0: Welcome back to Fifty Fifty Films. I'm Peter
1: and I'm Autumn. And this week's pairing is a little bit well. It's gonna feel random to you, but it was intentional for us. Uh, The first movie we watched was the 2009 family film Hotel for Dogs. Peter, why did we watch Hotel for Dogs this past week?
0: Hotel for Dogs is my dog's favorite show. Her favorite movie ever. Every time we start watching another movie, she goes... She goes, guys, can we watch Hotel for Dogs? That's my favorite movie. <laughs> so we had to watch Hotel for Dogs. Why? Because it was her birthday.
1: Yeah, we watched Hotel for Dogs on Molly's birthday. Which um, Molly only watched a small bit of. But she did pay attention during some of the, the loud barking, the barking scenes. barking
0: scenes, yeah.
1: So it was, it was entertaining for her. Mostly she just um, played with her new birthday toys. But This movie is... A childhood, like, lost favorite of mine. Honestly, I really loved... You're gonna sigh very deeply. Sorry, I,
0: as an intake of breath, I'm, <laughs> I'm... I'll be fine.
1: Okay, I'm talking here. What, what, was, I, what was I saying? It, this has gone off the rails. A childhood
0: favorite of yours. The sleeper favorite that you forgot about until I started joking about it with our dog...
1: Yeah, it is a yeah. Nickelodeon movie, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it is about Andy and Bruce, whose parents have passed away, and they've been going from foster home to foster home. And every time they go to a new foster home, they kind of sneak along their family dog, Friday. Um, Friday is very smart. He can live on the streets by himself, and he knows like when to come sneak in their bedroom window and things like that. Um, one day, Friday ends up in this o- old hotel, Um, totally out of business, um, run down, full of, you know, random things, and they find two other dogs there, and eventually this becomes these children and their friends running this hotel for dogs, and they're rescuing all the strays in the area and sneaking them into the hotel, and Bruce is very good at building and inventing, so he creates a bunch of gadgets that help the dogs to feed themselves and even clean after themselves when they go to the bathroom, and Things like that. Um, Eventually they get caught, of course. But then there's a heartwarming scene where they're allowed to keep the hotel. And uh, Don Cheadle, their social worker, adopts them. And that is Hotel for Dogs. I will say, watching this, I haven't watched this as an adult. You know, I really loved it as a kid. I haven't watched it as an adult. And it's crazy to me how many notable actors are in this. Yes. That I just didn't know about. Like Lisa Kudrow is the foster mom. Like, I remember seeing her name flash across the screen as we started watching. All of a sudden, I was like, oh! Like, things were just kind of clicking into place.
0: Yeah, I, I love Don Cheadle. So yeah, it was fun it- that he was in this one.
1: Yeah, and he, wa- he was really great. It's such a... His character is just such a, like, feel-good, heartwarming kind of character. He, he just... I don't know. He's- he just plays one of those people who, like, really wants to change the world. And he gives this really great speech at the end where he's basically telling them why the dogs should be allowed to stay at the hotel for dogs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there were some, there are some, like, actors in this that I didn't remember. It's kind of what like you said already, but, like, with, with some of the child actors. Like, uh, I just pull them up, um... Troy Gentile, I think, is on um, the Goldbergs, if I remember correctly. He's like the older brother. I think you're right. Um, he's great in the Goldbergs. Uh, and then there's that Johnny Simmons guy, who I swear to Christ, I've seen in like uh, so many different things. He has the same face as a child as he does as an adult, and you can see it in the little image we have up here on him. Um, that, like, that, like, lopsided, like, (laughs) like, grin look, you know? I I don't know what else I've seen him in. Maybe he was just on a lot of stuff in, like, Nickelodeon, Disney Channel kind of things, because he just was very familiar. Um, for some reason I wanted to think that he was in, uh... In Sky High, but that was a different kid that looked like vaguely similar, but not really. Oh, uh,
1: that's one we should rewatch. That's a fun one.
0: I've seen that within the last like four years, I think. We watched it really? in school. That's <laughs> fun. We watched it in school in the. We were watching it in the. Um, student Center. The stu- yeah, the, the uh, Student Center. Uh, when, uh, When the Pirates some of the pirates players visited to do whatever yeah the the baseball team always visited like a couple of the players would visit and they were like walking around like what are you guys watching
1: (laughs) (laughs) sky sky high sky (laughs) high
0: you know that's funny it's a classic from like 2005 or something i don't know but yeah uh i thought it was kind of cool i was like i was like was i right troy Gentiles. Yeah, yeah yeah he's like he's like the older older son i was like I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" yeah. Like he's,
1: he plays a very like socially awkward character in this in this movie. You yeah, got
0: confidence. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's is is a New confident. Yorker. Yeah, like even though this movie doesn't ever specify that it's in New York, and in there fact, there around it being in New York. There's a lot of hot dogs <laughs> and all these. It looks like New York. They just never specifically say it's New York. Yeah, I. I remembered the dogs in this movie talking.
1: Um, I didn't.
0: Did you not? <laughs> no. Hmm. I don't know why I remembered the dogs in this movie talking. But I do. Mm-hmm. So, uh... They do not talk. It was probably some other movie that I'm conflating the two or misremembering. Um, I was a little bummed. I thought the, the little Mexican rat dog thing talked, but I think there's a different movie where that... A little Mexican rat dog. Are toxin. you
1: thinking about um, Beverly Hills Chihuahua? I've
0: never seen Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Oh, okay. I could, if, if there's a Mex talking Mexican rat dog in there, then it could be. And I don't even know if it's really called a Mexican rat dog. I think that's just always what I've referred to them as. I think I saw it somewhere. You know, you know what I'm talking about. They're like yeah. shaved everywhere, but like like ratty looking face. Kind of like Romeo dog. is the yeah dog Romeo in, the in this one, and he's like a little. Uh, <laughs>
1: They Did look, just say um, kind of like our dog? Kind of like
0: our dog. She's shaved everywhere, but she's got, like, this longer she hairy face. She does not look she like doesn't look ratty, um, She doesn't look ratty, though. She looks very cute. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, there's, like, there's like another one where there's, like, a Mexican rat dog that's, like, you know, I don't know, making fun of people or something. I don't remember. Yeah,
1: well, there's lots of movies. It might have
0: been Cats and Dogs, the movie. Uh, remember yeah. that one? The ones mm-hmm. that's, like, the, where they're fighting each other, Secret Agent style? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, man. This is just, like, jogging mm-hmm. my memory about so many movies. Like, did you ever watch G-Force? The guinea pigs? Yes. <laughs> it's just, like, there's, so, there's so many weird kid movies. And as I, I'm i currently working on my master's in education, and I, like, spend a lot of time in the schools um, substitute teaching, and the more time I spend with kids, the more I'm like, oh, yeah, this is why things are so weird. Mm-hmm. Like that, That's how you get them. That's what they want. Well,
0: yeah, you know, back in the day, you'd write, write little books about frogs that are flying through the sky or uh you know whatever (laughs) um
1: I loved I I love so much about this movie because it's just a very good like feel-good movie but there are definitely like it's a kid's movie there are some things where you really have to suspend your disbelief Mm -hmm. um even just the way that like their foster parents treat them and the social worker sees as far as like you know feeding them slop and locking things in the cupboard it's like he wouldn't try to do something about that
0: yeah in reality the social they would be hiding that shit around the social worker it would not be in the open
1: yeah they are like very clear about their incompetence as foster parents yes
0: um how old is emma roberts in this movie
1: I don't know. Her character is 16. Yeah? So I would assume she was probably a little bit older. Did you
0: ever watch Aquamarine?
1: A long time ago. I was not an Aquamarine kid. Like, I think I watched it once. My
0: sister fucking loved Aquamarine. She was an Aquamarine kid. (laughs) So we watched Aquamarine so many times. um, To the point where I think I had a crush on Emma Roberts at one point. Because... We just... I was forced to watch that movie, like, repeatedly. Oh, so you
1: got a crush against your will. You were forced to... Well, crush I was not on one, but you know
0: what I mean? Like, it was like a... It was like if I had see, only seen the movie once, I probably wouldn't have, like, thought about it a lot, but, like, because I was, like, I don't know, 12 or something at the time. It was like a... I had, like, repeatedly... Repeated exposure to that movie. <laughs> um... That one had to have been after this. It probably was. Probably a was. couple of years, I'd say.
1: But Jake T. Austin is in this one. He plays Bruce. He was uh, Max on Wizards of Waverly Place.
0: Really? Wait, what? Is, doesn't he look like a, like a convict now? No. Yeah, he does.
1: No, he doesn't. He looks like himself, but older.
0: I don't know. The, the, his IMDb picture makes it look like he got caught selling meth, in. Uh...
1: Don't say that. He looks fine. <laughs> like he
0: looks like a Breaking Bad character. <laughs> He's he's got like a like a like a like a severe kind of face, like he looks like he looks like looks like, like he could like beat you up. Okay. Oh well, I don't know. What, see, <laughs> who we, was, who there is wasn't your... a lot to talk about about this movie. We've kind of I'm gone through. I'm trying to
1: facilitate we... conversation here. <laughs> <laughs> who who was your favorite dog? This is the important things to know about this movie.
0: I don't. Friday probably. Friday was your favorite. I
1: yeah. Feel, I felt like Lenny would be your favorite.
0: Was, oh, was Lenny was the one who wouldn't he's, shut up unless he could see the oh. outside.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: he's kind of a dummy.
1: He's he's this big massive dog and if, unless the window is open, he'll just howl and howl and howl. Um. I liked Friday a lot too. I think mostly just because he like kind of remind me a little bit of of Molly. Um. Molly's not as smart as him, <laughs> but um, I rated this entertaining. It was really fun for me, even though Peter was the one really who picked this and has been picking it for years at this point, <laughs> or preparing for us to pick it for years. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was entertaining. It was fun for me to revisit as an adult. Now, you had said you were maybe you were between entertaining and underwhelming. What are you feeling now?
0: Ah. Uh, uh, p-
1: I don't know. I think I'm going to go with
0: underwhelming. I remember this being funnier, I think. Maybe it's because I was a kid when I watched it, and I thought it was funny then.
1: You told me you were going to rate it <coughs> underwhelming because there was not enough schnauzer representation.
0: Yes, that too. <laughs> there weren't any schnauzers, which is bullshit. There should always be schnauzers. Um, and I didn't... I don't know. Like I said, I, I remembered them talking and them cracking jokes. So I this wasn't what I wanted it to be. <laughs>
1: Okay, fair enough. That's kind of what underwhelming means. We're going to uh, cut this off here. We'll get into our media break. Um, We watched Wakanda forever this week, so I'm sure we'll have a lot to say about that. Um, And I'm going to get a t-shirt printed that says there should always be schnauzers. Peter.
0: (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Media break.
1: Okay. Um, Have we watched any movies separately? I have not. No. Alright, moving right (laughs) along. TV we watched together. We have watched two episodes of Jane the Virgin. We are not having a good time.
0: It sucks! By the
1: time that we finish this, we'll do kind of what we did when we finished Brooklyn Nine-Nine. We'll do like a little part of the media break where it's like, Hey, if you've watched Jane, you can listen to this next part and we'll just kind of like review the series as a whole. But season five is not really cutting it for us. We also watched Fortune Themster's new comedy special, uh, "Good Fortune." What did you think of that one?
0: I thought it was. I thought it was funny.
1: Yeah, I liked it. It made
0: me like laugh, laugh, but it was funny. Yeah,
1: lots of good chuckles. Mm-hmm. I would say from that one. Um, Fortune themester is on the Mindy Project, which is like maybe my favorite show of all time. I don't know because Superstore is right on up there too, but so is Ted Lasso. Dang it, um. But I Mindy Project was my first like real favorite show, like first show I was absolutely obsessed with. Um, and so I love to see what the actors from there are are doing. So basically, anything that For- Fortune Feimster does, I'm going to be trying to watch, just like Ike Barinholtz and and anybody else. So it was good. We Peter and I have basically come to the the uh, conclusion that stand-up comedy is ruined for us now that we've watched Russell Howard. He <laughs> like, looks so
0: good. How
1: how likely is it going to be that we... Because Peter and I have very different senses of humor, especially when it comes to like actually watching things that make us laugh. And Russell Howard like had us both cracking up. <coughs> and that's just... I just don't know if that's ever going to happen.
0: Yeah, it's been a while since I've cried from laughter to a stand-up comedy special. Um, there have been like bits i've seen that have been really funny but like man russell howard just kept us kept us going
1: all right so tv we watched separately i have been watching love is blind with my friends gina and julie um i was just watching the real housewives of atlanta right before we started recording this but that's the first time i've watched it in like weeks um Because what has actually taken over my life is Dancing with the Stars, which I got all caught up with this weekend, and now we're actually recording this on Monday night, and we're recording it earlier than we usually do, so I can watch the semifinals live on Disney+, and I'm so excited! I make Peter watch it with me sometimes, because that's what's tough, because I just, I love like, reality TV and competition shows and stuff, but it's so much more fun to like, watch it with somebody, but I also understand this like, really isn't, you know, your thing. Yeah, it's
0: not my cup of tea. I think the only reality show I I enjoy watching is Love Island.
1: And we watched the Great British Baking
0: Show, which isn't the same. I wouldn't really call that reality TV, that's like a contest show.
1: But I would say the Great British Baking Show is more like Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, fair enough. Than like Love yeah. Island, but um, yeah, I so. like
0: that because it's British and there's food. Those <laughs> <Okay. laughs> are like the two big draws for me. Oh,
1: it's a great show. It's got something for everyone. Noel
0: <laughs> Fielding is an excellent comedy. Like uh, a I'm so
1: host. nervous for Dancing with the Stars semifinals because Daniel Durant from the movie Coda, which if you have been listening to our podcast or like followed us in like March time, uh, is a movie that sort of took us by surprise when we were watching our Oscars uh, nominees and it did end up winning best picture at the Oscars. And he is just incredible. And he he's deaf and he's on dancing with the stars and his timing is just crazy good for not being able to hear the music, but there are just some other people in it, including Charlie D'Amelio, who's like actually kind of a dancer. Um, who are just like always getting higher scores so i'm really scared that this is going to be the time daniel goes home but i also really really enjoy watching wayne brady so if he won i I would be really cool with that too but anyway that's dancing with the stars (laughs) what have you been watching
0: um oh jesus
1: you've been watching jesus no good for you buddy
0: absolutely not Um, no, I have been watching a lot of different stuff, um, I watched a little bit more of One Piece, definitely not gonna finish it by the end of the year, because there's a thousand episodes of it, but I'm, uh, I don't know, in, like, almost to 30 now, um, (sighs) baby steps, baby steps, um, I, wa- I started last night watching uh, High School of the Elite, or Classroom of the Elite. God, I think it's Classroom of the Elite. Classroom of the Elite, uh, season two, um, with my buddy Alex. Uh, we got a couple episodes in. Um, I watched with my friend Emer uh, a single episode of anime of an anime called My Stepmom's Daughter is My Ex, um, which is, that's going to get, that's going to be like a, like a sexual, it's a sexual, sexual tension anime where these two people dated each other and then their parents, who are both like, I don't know, divorcees or widows or whatever, Got married and they they have not told their parents that they were that that they had dated at one point. They just neglected to tell them, so now there's like this, um this issue of them having this like semi sexual chemistry and history, and now they are effectively brother and sister, their stepbrother, step sister. But like it's like the, uh, the 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 interesting part is in that dynamic at like school and stuff where like. She has no problem, like, messing with him in certain ways because they had dated previously. And, uh, you know, it's kind of messed up, but it's pretty funny. Um, And then... Oh, did I watch... I watched, what, two seasons while I was doing my exams. I'm trying to think if I started anything else on Netflix. I don't think I have, but what I did do is... We were we were gonna watch something me and the boys one night because now I can just like I can like unplug and I am not like super like driven into any of the games I'm playing right now. They're just kind of playing them to play them occasionally with with friends. Uh, so I <laughs> I am able to like just watch some more shows. And we were gonna we were like messing around one night just kind of goofing off, and we were like, "Hey, let's watch something." And I was like, "Okay," and we get on we get on Netflix, and my buddy Paul goes. Oh wait, is that Zoe 101? So I watched two episodes of Zoe 101 um with my with two with Paul and Emer. Um because we were uh, we were just like I was like I was like I remember this like being like a fun show when I was a kid, right? Um, it is It was not good. The first season of that show is rough. And they're all like super young looking because it's like I don't know. It's like the early two thousands, and they're supposed to be in high school, but like, or some kind of boarding school of some sort, and there's like all these like weird boyfriend girlfriend like tension things. I'm like, these kids look like they're twelve, and of course it's a Dan Schneider joint. So uh, I mean, my my friends are all like making jokes about like 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 oh if we end up seeing their feet at any point that's some Dan Schneider bullshit because you know he was really like. Uh, creepy and abusive to a lot of those kids on sets so we're just like trying to find like the creepy like (laughs) creepy like shots and stuff as you go through the show there have been a couple instances where it has like very briefly like there's been like b footage of during this basketball scene like this girl's ass for two seconds and we're like bruh (laughs) like this is a show for children <laughs> what's the audience for that camera angle like it was, so we're just making fun of it a lot um, that we're probably not gonna continue watching that unless we're gonna feeling like joking about stuff and like drinking or something but uh, it was uh, it was it was it was entertaining uh, for our involvement not for the show the show was really bad um, yeah uh, I think that might be it I watched a, like a lot of little episodes of a couple of things. I haven't finished anything new since. Um, I want to probably start reading a little bit more soon.
1: Oh, good, because our next category is books.
0: Yeah, I haven't read any books.
1: I can't remember where I was at last week. I finished Book of Night, which I don't think I mentioned. It was so disappointing.
0: I think you finished that after the episode.
1: Yeah, I, it honestly might have been like the same day. but yeah, after, yeah. I
0: thought it was a couple days later, but um, it might not have been.
1: Yeah, basically, and then I went on my, I have a book Instagram, and I went on there and wrote a bad review, and everyone was like, yeah, I have not seen anything good about this book. What's annoying about it is there's, like, a lot of, it felt like everything was, like, halfway there. And if it had just been a little bit more, like, the characters were compelling, but they just weren't fully fleshed out. And the plot was cool, but it just wasn't, like, all there. And the concepts were great, but they weren't used to the best of their ability. And that, like, almost makes it worse than an actual just like badly written book Hmm. because it's like if you had spent more time on this which i mean holly black is a very well-known author so like she might not have had the chance like people who are prolific authors are like expected to get things out by a certain time these days unfortunately um so i don't know i wish i wish it had been given more time though because i feel like it had the makings of a good book but it just wasn't there. And I think it's going to be a series, but I won't be continuing. I'm actually going to donate my copy to our local used bookstore and get some store credit for it because I just don't. I don't even want to look at it anymore. Which is a shame because it's very pretty. Um, and I think I finished Little Women last week, too. I think I finished them. That's what I finished the same day as recording, was Little yeah. Women. I was listening to it on audiobook. It was read by Jamie Lee Curtis, which made it a little bit extra fun. Um, she did a great job. Cool. It's always when actors actors or the author themselves reads the audiobook it's always just like leagues better um not not to knock not audiobook narrators out there because i feel like the quality of that has gotten so much better um just as audiobooks are more accessible as a whole
0: i think with the dawn of audible yeah it became it's actual, changed like, everything yeah.
1: and i only get audiobooks through our library but even like our library sometimes will have options like it'll have Especially with things like Little Women, like classics, it'll have, I think I had like three different audiobook narrator choices. So I was like, oh, Jamie Lee Curtis, that'll be good. And I got to pick that one. Um, We are in a big area, so our library does have a lot of resources that we didn't used to have when we lived in a smaller area. So it's definitely different for everyone. Um, But I really liked it. It was a reread for my book club. We're going to be watching the movie version with um, Florence Pugh and Emma Watson Mm -hmm. this weekend and then we're watching that on saturday and then we're having book club meeting on sunday um i'm excited to see who my friend's favorite sisters are um i always have liked meg and beth the best but i'm excited to hear from other friends
0: you um do you think you're gonna be able to finish all your book of the months before the cutoff for the socks
1: uh, well, I don't know if it'll yeah, be socks this year. It sucks last year. I'm going to try. I actually, uh, I'm glad you said that because that reminded me to, like, mention what I'm reading now. I'm listening to the audiobook for The School for Good and Evil, book three. I've kind of, like, blasted through those audiobooks. They're so fun. Um, and Peter's mom and I are going to watch the movie for the first book because she listened to the first audiobook as well um, together when they're here for Thanksgiving. So I'm looking forward to that and just, like, seeing how the movie compares to the book. And I am physically reading a trashy romance novel on my Kindle because after Book of Night, I just wanted to read something I knew I could fly through that I could basically just, like, kind of skim. So I'm reading Heartbreak for Hire. Um, I do not remember the author, but I'll let you know next week. Um, we watched a movie earlier this year. Um, it was in May because that's when I had COVID, and we watched it in different rooms um, called The Breaker Upper's. And it's basically about these two people who have their own business to break people up. And Heartbreak for Hire is very simple, but, like, the business model is much more complex. Mm. Like, they have different departments. So our main character works in egos. And her job is to, like, go in and embarrass people. So it's not always, like, people's love interests. Sometimes it's their bosses or, or coworkers or things like that. Um, it's been fun. It is, I can tell you right now, it's going to be a three-star read. Almost all of those romance books like that are for me, unless they like really do something new like take a hint danny brown which anyone who likes romance books should read because that one is great um but yeah as for will i finish my book of the month books i hope probably i wish i could say probably oh. i'm gonna really try but i have a lot of homework
0: um yeah
1: but the semester is over for me december 10th so that gives What's me the like,
0: due date on the checkoffs
1: the end of December.
0: End of December. Yeah, for the free gift.
1: Yeah, so that gives me like a good chunk of December to get. How many more do you have? I have to read four since I okay. finished *Book that's, of Nights.
0: That's not too bad.
1: And I think so. I have I have *Daisy Darker* by Alice Feeney, which um I have been told by Leslie at the library, um, what <laughs> is a fast read, and I have other birds. Um, I forget. I forget the author, but it is um, a magical realism book that everyone's loving, and I just have a, a big feeling it's going to be five stars for me. So that one I will probably read pretty quickly, too. So I'm going to prioritize those two once I finish this um, ebook, and then kind of see what I'm feeling from there. That's the issue. I picked so many fantasy books this year, like big fantasy books, and I have loved all the ones I've actually picked up, and I'm excited for the ones I haven't. But I haven't because they're very big.
0: <laughs> do, you know how, um, do you know how, do you know how, do you want me to peel back the curtain on how the ebook systems work for the library a little bit? Why not? So, Overdrive is a subscription that the library pays every year, right? It's a yearly subscription that they pay for. Um, so, it's just like you always have access to those. Mm-hmm. Very easy. Um, Hoopla, however, the other ebook system that the library has. Um, every time somebody checks out the book, the library pays a specific fee and eats that cost. So every Hoopla checkout costs the library money out of a budget. And if, and okay, each, I didn't want to know
1: this. Now I feel horrible.
0: Each branch gets a Hoopla budget um, per week. So if, if the branch goes over that budget on Hoopla books that week, then we can't check you can't check out hoopla books. That actually if makes, you're part of that br- branch of the library. That makes
1: so much sense because I get emails from our library saying, you know, you have this many hoopla checkouts for the month. Mm-hmm. And I've never used them all, so I never like really thought anything yep. of it. Yeah, I Hoopla is a a better audiobook option. Mm-hmm. I use Overdrive for all my too. ebooks, but <laughs> Yeah. Dang it. Now I feel guilty.
0: Yeah, so that's how that works, because there's been a couple emails going around, because there was some hiccup in the budget system for Hoopla, so people weren't able to check out Hoopla stuff for, like, a hot minute, and we had to, like, deal with that. That's been kind of interesting. Dang. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I have a lot to think about now. I guess, I mean, I guess we pay taxes for the library. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, use your local library. Maybe use Overdrive first. All right um (laughs) (laughs) i have not played anything but again in that time maybe in december when i have free time i would love to get back on animal crossing and like enjoy the holiday season on there i really missed out on a lot of the Halloween stuff so i really want to do the holiday stuff but who knows yeah and you said you've just been kind of playing casually
0: yeah i play a little bit little little bit of destiny um, I got, I kind of, so, you know, as you probably realized throughout, if you've been listening to the podcast, I, uh, I will, like, dive into something for months.
1: Which is the part I don't like. Like, two
0: months, and then I'll be, like, or there'll be, like, a, one month in that two months where I'm, like, I really want to play it, right? I mean, sometimes it's just a couple weeks. And then, like, for the rest of the other, like, bookended portions of that, like, time period, I'm just, like, sort of playing it, get more casually. And that's the part I do like. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't, well, I, I only kind of hit, like, a maybe, like, a, because of when Call of Duty came out, as, a, you know, in relation to my, my exams, I never hit that I-have-to-play-Call-of-Duty, le- like, tier, unless you think I did. Oh,
1: no, I was getting it confused with Destiny. Oh, yeah.
0: No, no, Destiny 100%, <laughs> like, I was, like, I was in the Destiny, and I still am, and I, the so it's, it's nice when I get a game that I can, like, p- pick back into occasionally and hang out with people. Um, so, like, Destiny was cool. Uh, Call of Duty, had, because of, you know, timing, I got, had, like, a really big, like, two, three days. And now I'm, I'm like, it will just kind of play it for fun. Which is kind of what I used to do with Call of Duty in high school. You know, it would just be like the, oh, you know, what else am I going to do tonight? No, play Call of Duty and watch some TV or something, put it on a different screen or something like that. Just listen to the audio, mostly. Um... So right now I've been doing just the tiniest little bit of Destiny to kind of keep that going so I don't like lose it because if I stop playing something for long enough I will just like not pick it back up for a while uh, and I've been playing a little bit of Call of Duty. Um, I want to since every time I finish a semester I always try to play like some kind of indie game or something like that because I'll have I have the time and I just want to like sink it's, it's like a cathartic experience for me just sort of like play some short little five six hour experience that's like artsy. Um, so I have a game called Citizen Sleeper that I'm looking at that I want to play. That's one of the nominations for, uh, Indie Game of the Year. Uh, maybe it's the Indie Game of the Year. It's, it's one of the Indie, Indie, oh, it's, it's games to, uh, it's games to evoke emotion. It, there's a, I, I'm not saying the right category, but that's, like, the idea is, like, it's a game as an, as an experience that, like, makes you feel.
1: I just love the end of the year. I I just love that kind of stuff. The Goodreads Choice Awards are coming up. Just, like, all of that, like, Spotify wrapped, all that stuff. Oh, I just love it so much. That's what's so fun about our Oscars project, too, and I'm, like, already looking forward (coughs) to the next one, is it brings that end-of-the-year feeling to, like, March. Yeah. And I, I really enjoy that. All right. This yeah. has been, has been a long media break. One of our
0: longest media breaks But over 20 minutes.
1: That's fine. We didn't really talk about hotel hotel for dogs no, very long, fine. so. No, okay. um, we're going to get into Wakanda Forever, so I hope you're excited for that. Yep.
0: Wakanda Forever! Uh, we watched The Black Panther Wakanda Forever yesterday.
1: At the theater. Haven't
0: had a lot of time to process it, tbh.
1: I've been thinking about it a lot since we watched it, actually.
0: Yeah, I haven't as much. I haven't been, like... I haven't, like, you know, thought my way through I guess I did a little bit. I wanted to talk about it yesterday with my buddy Glenn, who's the one I talked to about Marvel movies. I uh, was doing homework, so... <laughs> I didn't get to talk to him about just
1: it. Just a reminder, this is going to spoil the movie.
0: Yes. So if- Wait, just stop, <laughs> stop listening right now. If you, uh... If you don't want to get the full movie spoiled for you.
1: This whole podcast is full of spoilers, and it even says on our podcast description that everything will have spoilers, but when it comes to the new Marvel movies, we always like to remind you, just in case.
0: Yeah, because people don't want stuff spoiled. So, I... Okay. How many trailers for this did you see?
1: Half of one.
0: Half of one? I I try not to watch them. I saw... I PTSD. I saw that super, uh, that super basic, like, didn't really give you anything one, right? hmm Um, and then I saw flashes of another one that kind of gave away that Shuri was gonna be the, the next Panther.
1: I assumed that anyway, yeah, just because, I already like, assumed that. I mean, it's her family, so...
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Why don't you give a little rundown of like the plot of this movie, how that went.
0: So um there are two this movie has two intros. The first intro is uh Shuri trying to synthesize the heart-shaped herb because her brother is dying. If you'll remember the original Black Panther, all the heart-shaped herbs um, were burned. Were destroyed by Killmonger after he got the one he needed to become uh, the Black Panther. The Black Panther, right? Uh, So she's trying to recreate it. So. She fails, she just doesn't have enough time, and he dies off-screen. Which, it was good, because he's been dead in real life for like two and a half years now, I think. So it would be kind of messed up if they tried to... Marvel has been far more respectful of any sort of dead uh, cast member kind of stuff, like real-life dead cast member stuff, uh, than, in my experience, Star Wars has recently um shaking your head at me or at no just how-
1: this movie is a beautiful tribute to yes. chadwick boseman the- in the most respectful way while also still honoring him in, in every chance they could i just even just like thinking about how just like well done that was makes me kind of emotional because even that they don't they, he he dies of a mysterious illness they, like, keep it kind of as true to real life as they can. Chadwick Boseman passed away of colon cancer. You know, they just... But again, they they don't show anything. It's all about Shuri. It's from her perspective. She does not go to see him while he's dying because she's working on the heart-shaped herb because it's the one thing that... Herb... Because it's the one thing that can save him, and because of that, she's not in the room when he passes away, which then allows them to, like you said, tastefully just... Acknowledge that death without taking anything away from Chadwick. Um, the intro is silent. There's no music mm-hmm. when the Marvel sign comes
0: dun. It's
1: silent and it's all Black Panther.
0: Yep. Different little clips of him from the movies. It, um, and uh, it's very quiet and it's all purple.
1: Yeah, it was, it was just a beautiful tribute.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was a second intro which showed a bunch of people including was it Alexandra Daddario
1: I don't
0: know oh really I I don't even know who that is she plays uh Annabelle in the um Percy Jackson the shitty Percy Jackson movies well, she's not on the cast list. So um, I thought it was Alexander Daddario, the the lady uh, the uh, on the oil on this like uh, prospecting ship, right? That's not her. No. No. You didn't think so. No,
1: not even close. Okay, no, I guess
0: not. Um, there, was, uh, there was crew people, uh, and they're trying to find. Um,
1: we don't have time for all your I almost said adamantium. So.
0: I know, you got Dancing with the Stars. Thank you. Stars on in vibranium. 35 minutes. She's looking for vibranium. They're looking for vibranium. It's not in Wakanda. Um, and they find out that they find vibranium, and then these siren looking people kill everybody on the boat. Just murder everyone. Um, this is. There's. I think that the horror aspects of this were better than any of the the garbage they did in Multiverse of Madness, because I th- in, at least in my opinion, underwater stuff is way freakier.
1: This this was just done in a more like authentically Marvel fashion.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, replete with two divers getting ripped off their tethers and just. Murdered underwater, you know, um, and so and at the very end they see, uh, you see a dude flying in the in the air, and I was like, oh my god, they put no more in this movie.
1: You knew who he was. Yeah,
0: immediately I was like, is that the Submariner? Because <laughs> he goes by the Submariner in the comics as well. Um, his origin was completely different than the comics, however. Um, so how this, just to kind of speed through the description of the movie. It is the group, Talocan, the city, this this as Az- ancient In Inca was it Inca no Mayans I think Mayans yeah happened the Mayans, Why wouldn't it have been Aztecs they're in Mexico. Was it this is Mexico right? It could have been Aztecs. I don't know. It was it was like a combo of Aztec Incan, Mayan whatever. When they that's in Peru. Aztec Mayan, I think, was like the kind of reference to the languages. They definitely said that they Mayan at some point uh, and Aztec at some point because um, that's, they're both like those two peoples that were in that general area. Um, so these are essentially ancient, like from the 1500s, um, that's when the civilization started because they were trying to escape the conquistadors and all the famine and disease that the conquistadors brought. Uh, to the Americas. Um, so that's... Around that time is when Namor was created. Um, he was given birth to, after his mom took some of this uh, potion that they made, with their semi-similar heart-shaped herb-esque plant that grew on the vibranium. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was an underwater plant. So they all gained the ability to breathe underwater, couldn't breathe on the surface anymore, um, and got all these powers. And he got... They got like their super strength stuff that everyone gets when they drink the heart shaped Urban Land kind of thing. Um, but he has extra powers because he was like in he, the womb when it happened.
1: Right. So he can breathe. Yes. He can air breathe well. both.
0: Um, he can fly. He's got these little wings on his feet because he is quite literally like the aspect of uh, one of those Mayan gods, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, the whole conflict is between him and the Wakandans because the Wakandans that we saw at the beginning some conflict where other countries, the French particularly this time, uh, were trying to steal vibranium from Wakandan outreach facilities. Um, The uh, people were trying to get a hold of their incredibly rare stuff. And, you know, I'm surprised they didn't have the U.S. declare war on them because, to be honest, uh, they they, they, they still, it up like they're going to. But that's something we would do, you know. We declared a war on the Middle East because we wanted their oil. We'll and declare that, war on...
1: That is something that comes up. They say, like, could you imagine what would happen if the U.S. had vibranium? Yeah. You know? Like, we would not be using it as respectfully yeah. as the, what Wakandans do.
0: Yeah. So...
1: This is how they introduce Riri Williams.
0: Yes, Riri Williams, mm-hmm. who will be the subject... Of Ironheart, one of the uh, the com- upcoming series that Disney Plus is going to do. Um, she is... Uh, I think she's from Chicago, is the idea. But she's in um, Boston for is school. She's in Boston for school. Yep. Uh, she's a you know, young genius, right? Um, and she essentially... I think in the comics, she's trying to... Um, kind of emulate iron man a little bit right she's trying to make her make like a suit this so she can go help people kind of thing um and at one point someone goes oh shit she's got an iron man suit fall back like when they're uh when they're when the fbi raids her uh or the swat teams raid their little garage um that was really cool uh they have her in a during the late the main fights later she's in this like kind of cool looking suit I didn't really like the design of that suit, to be totally honest. Um, I think that all of the like, bits that it had were cool. I just think the overall, it looked a little more like, anime-esque than it did Marvel-esque to me.
1: Yeah, it looked kind of like a toy almost. Yeah, the face. Too blocky. Too- <laughs> I
0: bet they're selling it as an action figure.
1: Well, of course they are.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it was the, um, the face looked wrong to me.
1: I, I love Riri Williams as a character. She's great. And yeah. and like I said, as someone who is currently working like in the public school system, just this example of a young black girl who is crazy smart and has all these varied interests, like that's something I'm excited for kids to see. even I mean, and Shuri is the same way, like Shuri is also a great role model and she has a lot of conflict she goes through in this movie because you know she loses people that she loves. Um but just this idea of just these young girls who are like kick ass but also wicked smart is something I'm really excited for for young girls to see. To see these like female superheroes who are also just as <laughs> smart as Tony Stark and I I don't know. That just gets me excited.
0: Yeah. So they recruit her to help because she's the one who originally designed the thing that would find Vibranium. Um, and there's there's this whole ma- major conflict between the, the people from Calicon and the Wakandans, right? Um, and it's, it's it kind of culminates on this uh, aircraft carrier, this Wakandan aircraft carrier, which is a wild-looking... Uh, <laughs> device but uh they they're like they have this battle out on the water and uh it ends up with um shuri as the black panther because she threw this so this uh nimor gave her a neck, or a bracelet that had some fibers from the same from the plant that gave them their powers because it had been his mother's. yes it had been his mother's um as like a you know...
1: Peace gesture. Peace gesture
0: kind of thing. He wanted them to be allies for when they fought the rest of the surface world, which the Wakans weren't going to do. Um, they used the... She used the fiber from that kind of cross-referenced it with some other stuff in her brother's DNA because he had consumed the herb a couple times. And they were able... She was able to, like, get a match. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Uh, and she becomes a Black Panther um, and has a pretty cool-looking suit. Uh, and... So she ends up fighting Namor and, like, burning him pretty badly, using the desert to her advantage because he gets his power from the water on his skin. Um, and, uh, yeah. She, uh, she ends up winning, but instead of killing him, like she thinks is going to help because he killed her mother, um, she kind of forgives him, I guess? Doesn't really forgive him, but just, like, realizes that killing him is just going to make this conflict worse
1: yeah she's kind of in in between sort of place when she becomes the black panther you think she's going to meet with her mother at on the ancestral plane because because it's not obviously you know as as great as it would be it's not going to be her brother um and so the idea is you know it's okay it's going to be her mother and she ends up on the ancestral plane and she walks around to the other side of the chair and it's killmonger who Mm -hmm. she meets with and he kind of is telling her like you and I have a lot in common like we both are want to burn the world down we both want revenge we're both angry and so she just that sort of helps drive her to be like okay I maybe don't want to be soft I don't want to give up these hard edges to myself and the way I'm feeling but I don't want to be him and so that kind of helps her find like more of a middle ground I feel like
0: yeah that was pretty cool is there anything else you want me to talk about? Oh yeah, we saw Martin Martin Freeman again.
1: Yeah, he was great. Uh, it it just you get so excited the way they they deliver it too because they're going to. Um, uh, Shuri is going with Okoye to go get Riri Williams. She's going on this mission, and Shuri's like, "Okay, perfect. I can go see my favorite colonizer." And if you've seen the first movie, you know that means Ross. So I just like love the way that they introduce that because it like gets you all excited. Um, he is such a good ally to Wakanda like such a faithful friend to them despite like a lot of reasons that maybe he wouldn't be and so I do I do really love his character for that and he recognizes I mean Shuri saves his life in the first movie and he like really takes that to heart and upholds that debt so he's he's on their side in this one as well he actually gets arrested um, but Okoye breaks him out mm-hmm. of the track who in this really badass scene. That's what, ugh, there's just so many badass women in the Black Panther, uh, movies. And it just, uh and this one just drove it home even more. Um, the after credits scene is one that, uh, people who didn't stick around in the movie theater probably really, really regret. Really missed out
0: on, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even that long of credits, it was just like the, it was the mid credits, essentially. They finished up the, like, fancy credits, and then you get to see like a little bit of you know you find out that nakia and uh t'challa had a bit had a kid uh and his name is now also t'challa but he goes by Mm toussaint um because they live in haiti Mm -hmm. uh and uh yeah that was very cool it Uh, was
1: cool and you find out that like it was kind of t'challa's idea to keep him there keep him keep keep him keep him safe Huh.
0: That that was cool. Are you familiar with the significance of Toussaint as a name? No. Um, Toussaint Louverture was the uh, was the black man and former slave who was the leader of the Haitian rebellion that okay. freed them from France.
1: That is powerful. Yeah,
0: it was very cool. Uh. And I was like, I was like, oh hell yeah! And <laughs> they when they named him. I was like, what a great, what a great name for T'Challa's son. Yeah. Um, that that was great. Uh, who's your favorite character? From is there anything else I need to explain? It's the Wakandans fighting the Talokanites. Yeah, I feel like you don't have
1: to go too much into detail on the general yeah. plot because if they're listening to this, they've already seen it. Yeah,
0: it's it's very fun. In this some is... parts, it's very powerful. In other parts
1: easily easily no contest the best Marvel movie that's come out this year it just yep, the other I'd ones have so. been they've been fine but Love they and Thunder have not, was fun Love and Thunder was fun Multiverse of Madness had some good stuff in it I know you didn't like it but I enjoyed it as someone who likes Doctor Strange but there's no comparison this movie was so good
0: no it, it's not the best Well, not the best one we've seen this year because Spider-Man we also saw this year
1: Right, Do but I think came it was better. Than, I know it came
0: year. out last year, but for the ones we've seen this year, though, would you say it's better than Spider Man? I don't know. I I say I like Spider Man more than I like this movie. This was also, this is very good. I'm leaning but
1: towards this one. For me,
0: like. Spider Man hit harder because I liked Spider Man more when I was a kid.
1: And that's the thing. I don't have yeah. that nostalgia with either. I movies. Yeah. Yeah. For <laughs> yeah. me, like, there is something about this one that is just like like I keep going on and on about like as a woman. This is Oh yeah. The sort of superhero movie I want to see. And I even felt that way about the first Black Panther because you have this guard of all women. You know, you have Shuri who's who's a scientific genius. Like you regardless of the actual Black Panther being a woman, there still were these like very powerful female characters in this uh world, in this arc um of the Marvel movies.
0: Who's your favorite character in this one? I... I have an unequivocal favorite character.
1: Okay, you go uh, first. No, then. I want you to go oh, first. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I... I really liked Riri. Mm-hmm.
0: But I think... She's fun.
1: I think Okoye might be my favorite. you like
0: Okoye the best?
1: I liked her in the first movie. But in this movie, she just, like, really came to life for me. I feel like they just built on her character so much. And the actress who plays her is fabulous. Um, and... Yeah. You know what? I'm talking myself into it. It's a Koye.
0: <laughs> My favorite character is M'Baku.
1: Oh, I should have known. I love M'Baku he, so he much. He gets a little bit more uh, time to shine in this mm-hmm. one as well, which I appreciate it.
0: He, he was helpful in the last one. You know, he, mm-hmm. he, was like the only, he went from being the only people who challenged T'Challa to the throne to the only people who would help T'Challa and retain the throne.
1: Right. But they, they, like, live off in Jabari land by themselves. Yep. So, like, he... He didn't get quite the same amount of screen time as he does in this one because they're all kind of fighting together against the Telacon.
0: Yeah. And he's and they all of the people of of uh Wakanda have to be like moved to Jabari land temporarily to like to keep them safe because the you know, can't get to Jabari Land because yeah. they can't get that far and then. They but,
1: flood. Uh, the streets
0: yeah they, they like destroy a lot of like this the city main city of wakanda um but yeah no i love mbaku i love him so much he's like both the comedy relief and the like her like stern father figure now that her dad's like gone and her yeah. brother's gone he's like the the uncle kind of who's yeah. like helping her out and make decisions he like Kind of steers her a little bit in in a positive direction towards like I don't think we should kill this guy I think it's a bad idea but I'm gonna you know I'll help you as much as best I can kind of thing
1: yeah yeah he's he's my favorite they build honestly similar he's so jacked yeah (laughs) oh my god Uh, yeah that's but like some of your favorite characters from the first movie just do get. A little bit more of that. They don't. <laughs> they don't slack on that. Like everyone gets more characterization. Nakia gets more characterization. She wasn't at T'Challa's funeral. That's like this whole big thing. They find out that's because T'Challa asked her not to be. Mm-hmm. Um. At again at the they after go, credits. The so if if you're not watching that, you like miss this whole part of the story. Um. Queen Ramonda gets so much more characterization. Yes, lots of screen time. Yeah, she, and she freaking ah. Uh, talk about a badass woman she might be like the pinnacle of them
0: all yeah because they they didn't have a black panther for the first two hours of this two hour and 50 40 minute long how long is it can we look at that this movie the... was
1: two hours and 40 minutes
0: total yeah did like the first like two hours of this two hour and 40 minute movie we didn't have a black panther so we were able to focus on everybody mm-hmm. instead of just shuri because that's kind of, once once she becomes a black panther she's the titular character now we have to like focus on what she's doing we got like so much like, you know, Shuri and Okoye and Nakia and and like the whole stuff at back home with Mbaku and the other like tribal leaders mm-hmm. and King Ramon or Queen Ramonda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was cool. It was good. It was so
1: good. What What would you rate this one?
0: Um,
1: this is outstanding for me.
0: Yeah, I'd... it would be harder for me to not give this Outstanding, I think. It's probably on the lower (laughs) end of Outstanding, but I still think I would call it an Outstanding movie. Um, Did I give Thor, Love, and Thunder Outstanding? I think... Did I?
1: I don't know. I think
0: I might have given it Memorable.
1: I think you did, too.
0: Yeah, this was very good. It's not a movie I want to watch again right away. Mostly
1: because it's so long. It's
0: very long, and it's, it's very... A lot of the stuff in it is very heavy, right? Um... But again,
1: Where, like, for good reason. Yeah.
0: Um, so I probably... I don't want to watch this again for, like, months, I think. Whereas with Love and Thunder, I was able to watch it again, like, two weeks later with my buddy, because he wanted to see it, too. Um, I, if, if Paul asked me to go watch this with him, I'd be like, bro, I, I don't think I can. Uh, but it was very good. Yeah, I'd probably give this an Outstanding, to be honest. I
1: just... Letitia Wright plays this internal conflict of shuri's so well it is just the like the back and forth the pain the loss it's all like written on her face the yeah. whole time she just like really i mean she she was fabulous in the first movie but she really brought, brought shuri to life in this second one
0: yeah i fully didn't expect to see killmonger in this i didn't either and pain. that
1: that was like fun
0: yeah. I was was, like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, whoa. They got Michael B. Jordan come back from Creed to do this? Yeah. <laughs> like, 10 <that> man's busy <laughs> being the next Rocky right now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was really fun, and and because it was so unexpected, yeah, was it so they fun. really get you with it. It it makes me excited for what this. I always get a little bit nervous about like what Marvel's gonna do, right? Because after Infinity War and Endgame, you're like, well, where do we go from here? Yeah, you know, and it's, I, it's there's been like big hits and and misses, you know.
0: Yeah, and I think that some of the problem is. I don't know if they have a cohesive plan as to where this all these next movies are going to be going to. I think that what they're trying to do is this multiverse stuff still, which they did very interestingly at the beginning with Loki, right? And or how Spider-Man. the multiverse split stuff started to happen with Loki. And then in Spider-Man, we see even more of like the barriers breaking. Uh-oh, I just broke it. Is, is broken. Yeah. Um and then it like fell flat at least for me in Multiverse of Madness. They just
1: tried to do too much. Yeah, they they all like it,
0: it was it wasn't good in Multiverse. And then I think we're, what what's really going to like be a a feature for us here is is it going to be good in Quantumania? Yeah. Because Quantumania is is another one of these multiverse saga movies, right? Like, Thor, Love, and Thunder, that was not multiverse. That didn't had nothing to do with the multiverse. It sets up some uh, characters, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, it was mostly just kind of... I don't know if it was concluding Thor's story, but it kind of was concluding Thor's, like, tril... Or, like, fourth movie, so not a trilogy, but, like, it was kind of, like, rolling his stuff closer to, like, you could have him be whatever. Yeah, know? tied
1: up the loose ends Ties with Tied up Jane. some loose ends, Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but like, I, I think that if they, if they're not, if they're not careful, then they're going to lose it. They're going to lose us. And there's, a, one of the movies coming up is supposed to be Secret War. Um, that's not a multiverse movie. That's a, that's a Skrull movie. okay. Um, the scroll of course, yeah. from, uh. Cap- Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, yeah. Um, and at at the very end of uh, WandaVision. Right. So it was, like, like, WandaVision was, like, part of the multiverse thing because of Wanda, and then the secondary characters were part of the scroll thing. So, like, huh, this is going to be... They, they have, they're they on like, two different tracks right now. See, and I, I feel
1: like if they followed along with what Wakanda Forever <sighs> set up, with the telecon oh and God, this whole yeah. that's have... such a more straightforward plot that they could really, like, do a lot with. As opposed yeah. to, like, trying... I don't know. It's going to be crazy. And, the Marvels is coming
0: out. Maybe the tie-in there is, tell, is like, the people in the government are... Because the plot of Secret War... I don't know about the movie Secret War, but the plot of Secret War in the comics is enough people in the government have been replaced by Skrull. The Skrulls start to do whatever they want. Oh, okay. So maybe the tie-in here is that the people in the government are Skrull, and that if, like, you know they're they're shapeshifters, they have like shapeshifted into all these into these different government roles, and then they are trying to get the, you know, vibranium stuff from Wakanda. Like it's like implied there's going to be conflict between the world and Wakanda slash Talo Right. So I mean maybe that's maybe that's the tie in for Secret World stuff, but still that's, there's no tie in for multiverse stuff, and they're yeah. still doing multiverse stuff. And I love Scott Lang. And I love Ant Man, and I love that stuff. So I'm really excited to see where that goes. Did they recast his daughter? We saw the trailer.
1: Um, I don't know because this would be his daughter after the the blip. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. I don't remember that short version of Cassie yeah. that we got.
0: Yeah, I don't remember. So, but like either way, his daughter is gonna have a suit because they showed it. Yeah. Um. So like, I don't know. I want to see how Quantumania goes. There's still is it, is it Mordu? Is that the the guy from the end of uh Loki that they killed? I don't remember. That like split the timelines because yeah. he was the he was and he was supposed to be like the chillest one. Yeah. And there were other versions of him that were like absolute monsters. And then Loki gets like teleported to the other another version and it's like he's the ruler of the, the world right. in that multiverse that Loki gets ported to at the end of the Loki series. So like, I don't know. There's a lot of ways they can go and they, they're gonna have to be careful to like make this work all All
1: right right. it's been half an hour almost i have to get to dancing with the stars i hope we gave you something to think about yeah Uh, as far as the marble stuff goes um i'm not sure what we'll be coming at you with next week so it'll (laughs) be a surprise for us all i guess
0: let's find out